Welcome to the Go To Thrive Podcast, the place to inspire people in the workplace and go to thrive. Mary Jane Roy and Vivian Aqua want to make happiness the new norm and offer solutions to create higher engagement in the workplace. Our Go To Thrive podcast guest today is Cataline Bexkins. Cataline is passionate about sustainability, bringing people together and making a difference. And last but not least, she's a corporate rebel who's on a mission to make work more fun. Welcome, Catalina, to our Go To Thrive podcast. Catalina, can you tell us something about who you are and also include something that is not on your LinkedIn profile, as well as something about why you do and why is it that you are a corporate rebel? Yeah, sure. Hi, thanks. Um, so I'm Catalina or Kate. I was born and raised in uh, Zealand in the south of uh, the Netherlands and I came to Amsterdam to study here. I still live here. Um, I live with my husband Rens um, and I have two sisters who also live in Amsterdam. Uh, so that's not on my LinkedIn profile. And my favorite food is sushi and burkol. So uh, winter is a good time for me. Um, I've been working as a corporate rebel for a little over a year now. And I really love doing it because I can really make a change in someone's uh, working life. Uh, so with Corporate Rebels, we do talks uh, and we inspire uh, people through those talks, but we also do consulting work. And that really means that uh, we work with teams on the work floor to really make a change in the way people work to make work more fun. So life without Burko wouldn't be life at all? No, no, I love it. <laughs> I eat it every week now. <laughs> <laughs> I will add I will add a picture, an image of Burakol, because I think that most of the listeners who are listening to this don't even know what Burakol is. It, it's something <laughs> that you have to you have to eat when you're in the Netherlands. So I will add that in, in the even, well. even when I was living in Boston, um I, I made Burakol as well. Wow. <laughs> you can find it, mix it. It's a little bit different, but it's still good. Yeah. I'll I'll take the sushi over the boor and coal. <laughs> <laughs> Catalan, what were you searching for? Because you made a career switch at some point in the last in the last couple of years. Um you made a career switch from an event planner and what were you what were you looking? What were you searching for? Why 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 that move? Yeah, so I used to work as an event planner or creative producer, like you said, but um it was a I had a great job, I had a great team, great um, uh, clientele that I worked with. I used to organize big events with red carpets and champagne and famous people. Uh, and it all sounded really nice, but when I started to look at what I was really doing, I felt like I was missing something. It just didn't feel meaningful. And I once did um, a charity project uh, and it was so much more rewarding that I really felt like, wow, this is something I can really use my talent to, to really help people. Uh, and I wanted to explore that a little bit more. Um, so I started to see what was important for me and what came up was doing something meaningful, something with impact. Um, and that's what I started to explore. And I actually visited a lot of companies across the Netherlands to see what they were doing, to learn from them. Um, so all kind of different things that has to do with impact. So whether it's sustainability or, um, fighting hunger or helping uh, homeless people or whatever, different kind of ways, uh, because I wanted to explore everything 
And that's actually how I ended up uh, talking to the corporate rebels and, and stayed there. I also wanted to add something because it seems like when you're uh, studying before, for instance, I did business economics, it seems like you're uh, here in the Netherlands or maybe somewhere else where you're always, you should always work in business economics or you should always fit in that box. And uh, one of the things that we have in common, Mary Jane, you and I, is that we studied something or we worked somewhere, but we all ended up doing something else. And as we are multi-passionate, as people are, um, how did that came on your path to change? How did you find out that you had to be become a corporate rebel? Um, for me, it just was something that I fell within. I was, was feeling, I don't know, a little bit anxious for a couple of years that I felt like, what am I actually doing? Do I like this? I just kept doing it because I had a great team and I had great colleagues. Um, but I felt like there's something really missing. And that's when I, at the point, um, so I used to live in Boston for two years. I came back and I felt like, okay, this is the moment that I have to change. Now I'm going to do it. And when I came back, a friend told me, I have a job for you. And I said, okay. And I ended up in that job. And I did exactly the same thing as I did before uh, I went to Boston. So after two months, I thought, no, this is not what I have to do. What I have to do is I have to quit my job uh, because this job is very demanding and really hard to think of what something else you want to do after 40 hours of working every week. So I thought like, okay, you know what? If I really want to change, then I have to stop doing what I'm doing right now. So I quit my job. I got a coach and I started to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. And that's how I came up um, with the thing that, that I was feeling for a long time, which was a little bit more to do with impact, being meaningful in what kind of way I didn't know yet. And just to be honest, how long did, you take, did it take for you to make the switch? Um, so I started with coaching, I think three months into my new job, which was March. Um, I quit my job in July. Uh, I ended my, my six months and I was workless or unemployed for, for two months. Mm -hmm. And I started the corporate rebels in November. That's so not too long, actually. Um, yeah, not too long, but, um, but two months, Catalina, to really focus on yourself and what you were looking for. Yeah. Yeah, so I, lit, I did a little bit before that uh, during my, uh, my coaching that I had um, next to my job. Um, but like I mentioned, my job was, it didn't give me energy. So it was really demanding for me. Um, so it was hard to think of something next to that. So when I quit, I felt such a relief that I finally got some time to, to really think about what I wanted to do and have coffees with people that were aspiring to me. And uh, I went to companies that I thought, I can learn something from you. So I just did like a whole discovery tour uh, in, in the Netherlands. And then uh, after a month and a half, I bumped into the corporate rebels. Uh, we really connected and they said, you know what, come to an event that we're doing. So I went there and one thing led to another. And then suddenly I was working there. That sounds really cool. And yeah, why is fun such an important element to making the organization tick? to its full potential. Yeah. So I think that um, we all like to do something fun, right? Especially when you're working full time. 
Um, and I think sometimes people feel like fun is something in private and then work is just work. Uh, but actually science shows us is when you have fun or when you enjoy what you do, uh, you're more engaged at work. And when you're more engaged at work, it means you make less mistakes, you're more productive. So I think it's a win-win situation um, for as well as the employee because he or she is doing something that is fun as well as the organization because less mistakes are being made and people more productive. So I think it's a really important element um, to have fun or to enjoy what you do. Do companies need to uh, redesign their, the workplace to add in the IKEA playroom or, um, or uh, a kid's a child's playroom or um, a game room even? Make it woman friendly even? Well, woman friendly, I think, is always good. Uh, but uh, no, I actually don't think that you need a ball pit or a booze card or whatever to make work more fun. I think those things might be a little bit uh, superficial. Um, they could work, of course, if you have a soccer table and you can do that to relax and connect with your, uh, your team members during work. But I feel like um, enjoying your work or having fun at work is so much more than the superficial things. It's also... Um, being able to make your own choices, being able to have uh, freedom to work where you want or uh, how you want to do it, or um, really uh, living up to your potential and your talents instead of just being stuck in your rigor job des description. Many say people are reluctant to change. Your organization feels differently about this. Can you share your philosophy about change? Yeah, definitely. So I think, um, change itself can be scary for people because they don't know what's coming. Uh, but when it comes to organizations and work, I feel like we don't really have a choice because the world is moving so fast around us. If you just look at technology and stuff like that. So I think organizations must change to keep up. It's just how you go about change um, that can be handled in very different aspects. So um, we at Corporate Rebels feel that you should always include your team if you do, uh, if you want to change. Uh, so listen to your team to see if they might have fears about changing or what is it that they would like to see changed. And if you work together, uh, then I think that is a good foundation to, to change your organization from your team. Uh, so maybe from bottom up um, to, to go about that change to make sure that uh, people don't feel left out. Um, and everyone is included in that change that you're going through with your organization. Yeah, I think people have to understand why the change is coming and how it's going to be implemented and not just be told this is the way it's going to be. They yes. there, there has to be that deep understanding of, of why it's important to the organization to, to create or make this change. And also don't, not forgetting the, the people. People are the reason why the organization exists. So not including their opinions or at least informing them is something that a lot of organizations forget. Yeah, definitely. And I also feel that, um, so what we see in organizations is when people go through a change or a transition with their organization, not everyone will be on board. Uh, but I think you can do your best to include everyone, to ask your employees, to ask your teams, what is it that, um, or we want to change and um, this could be our approach. What is your opinion about that? And of course you cannot ask everyone and not everyone will be aboard. But what we see is um, when organizations change, sometimes people will leave um, because 
that organization that you, you started maybe 20 years ago and is now changing, it might not fit with you anymore. And that's also good, you know? Uh, change also means that maybe uh, it's something, um, it's time for you to, to, to get up and do something else. A sort of natural attrition. Yes, definitely, yeah. How important is it to focus on putting people's talents to work? I think it's very important to use talent at work. Uh, I think it all comes down to when you're doing something that you're good at, you're also doing something uh, fun. Um, I think we all like to do something that we're good at. And I think a lot of companies tend to keep people in positions that they hired them for. Um, so they keep them into, into those rigid top job descriptions and they don't really look beyond what people might have other talents for. So maybe someone is a really good soccer coach at his son's soccer. So why not be a good coach for the team at the work floor? So I think if we broaden our horizon a little bit and just look beyond those rigid job descriptions, um, I think a lot more talent can be used uh, instead of uh, being waste. Yes, and I, I totally agree with you on this matter. Definitely during uh, this period where the war, of, war for talent is very high, and um, I also wanted to add in how many, um, I also wanted to add in the following question. Do you need to reassess or reevaluate the skills or, or of your talent? So maybe every five years, every two years, every year? Yeah, I think that would be good. So I think, first of all, a lot of people don't really know what their talents are. So I think it would be good if you uh, and your team, it could be really simple. There are tools online. You can ask questions um, uh, amongst yourself to figure out what is it that your talents are and not just at your workplace, but also at your home. So maybe you have a talent for being a good mom and you're a good listener or you're a good friend and you can give good advice. So I think when you combine those talents and I think to what you're saying every year or every five years, your life changes. So I think your talents will change as well. So I think it will be a good thing to reassess what your talents are and see how you can put them into place at the workplace. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Vivian. I just wanted to say, it's about getting to know your people get, and getting to know each other in yeah. the workspace. Uh, and, and that's something that we often, we, we tend to keep that so separate. The, the, the private, the personal, from the work situation, whereas if you can bridge that, you're going to be able to, to really create a, a, a much more solid base for people to grow from. True. Yeah, definitely. And it's also an exercise that we do on a regular basis when we work with teams. Just sit down together and figure out what are each other's talents. You might know your own talents, but if you don't know your colleagues' talents, um, that could be uh, a potential waste because maybe someone is really good at designing or uh, shooting photos and maybe that's something that you can implement on projects instead of just being an IT person. Um, so you have to do IT jobs or whatever. Great advice. As a group, Corporate Rebels has visited and interviewed many of the successful entrepreneurs, academics, organizations, business leaders, working in radically different ways, Catalina. What are just three of the most important tips you've heard up till now? All right, just three, yes. So one thing is that I think I already mentioned is listen to the team. 
So talk to your people, talk to your colleagues, see what's going on and what do they find important. I think that's really uh, the most important thing. Uh, second is get inspired. See how other people are handling change or making more use of talents um, or how other people are making work more fun. I mean, you don't have to invent everything yourself. I think that's something that we do with the Corporate Rebels. We visit all of these people to, to learn from them. And that's something that you can do within your organization as well, uh, either with, within or uh, outside of your organization. And the third thing is um, start experimenting. Don't make long-term plans that will be outdated when you finish them. Just if you want to have a change, if you want to make more, more fun, uh, just start doing it. Fail, learn from it, and adjust and keep going forward. Great. Thank you. Thank you. What is your vision for driving employees and organizations for the future? I think that people will thrive when they do something they love, whether it's for a good cause, a purpose, or um, working for an organization that you believe in. I think that's, that's the main thing. And I also feel like um, it should be in a way that fits you best. So not a standard nine to five working. Maybe some people thrive in the morning. Maybe some people would rather work at night. Um, so I think that's a, that's the second thing. And the last, I think um, if you can get a lot of autonomy, so being free to, to work where you want to work, make your own decisions. Um, and I think that will be uh, the future for happy and therefore thriving employees and organizations. Yay for thriving employees. Catalina, <laughs> 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 yeah. is there one last thought you'd like to leave our audience with? Please share this. Um, I think the one last thing I would say is if you want to make a change, just start with yourself, see what you can do, um, get people involved and uh, just let's rebel. Let's do it. Yay! <laughs> so excited. Thank you, Katalina, for sharing so many valuable tips for what it takes for an organization to thrive. And to the listeners, if you have any questions or comments about this episode, please share them with us on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. Until the next time. Bye. 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 Go to Thrive Podcast. Empower people to be happy before, during, and after work.